Welcome to Star Rollers, a Starfinder Society podcast. Good evening and welcome to Star Rollers. We are playing live exploration extreme. And here are our new contestants, three heroic, br brilliant, and just absolutely fantastic Starfinders, I, I desperately hope, um, <laughs> who are going to be braving horrors and terrors within the bowels of a long-forgotten and mysterious planet. Let's say hello to everyone. Everyone, say hello. 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 There we go. That's the exuberance we're looking for. So, I am Alison Saib, your illustrious GM, and today we are joined by, let's go around the table, Don. Mm -hmm. I am Don. I am bringing uh, Aelith Tai, Kasatha's soldier, to the mix. And who is playing Casimir today? Hi, I'm Richard Thomas. I'm playing Casimir. Envoy, Star Knight, here to talk them out of trouble that they get themselves into. And according to my information, we are... Oh, do, do, we, do we have to... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we seem to have Ratsplosion with us again. Hello. I, I am Kit. I am bringing Ratsplosion. It is my job to get us into the trouble in the first place. Yes. And I'm you, good at it by now. You so often do. <laughs> Um, we are going to be taking part in a fantastic adventure as we join our Starfinders as they are preparing for yeah, for um, for a televisual feast and so you begin aboard the Exemplaration the personal starship of none other than media mogul Elibrian Zo. You have just arrived um, aboard the ship from a far more modest Starfinder starship, um, and you've been given a brief uh, window to tour this large craft, which has six decks, a casino, a spa, three restaurants, and other extravagant amenities even uh, that accommodate for hundreds of guests on board. After a while, one of Zoe's skeletal assistants intercepts you and escorts you to the production studio on decks four and five. Uh, for, such, for such a big, expensive spaceship, you'd think they'd be able to run a more than a skeleton crew. I think any crew uh, that Zoe has is going to be a skeleton crew, isn't it? That's that's just awful. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty safer that way. You wouldn't want a vampire one. <laughs> uh, so the studio itself is a large, multi-tiered auditorium with an immense window which looks out over Salvation's End. Our listeners may remember Salvation's End as the mysterious planet unearthed in our first pilot episode. Since then, it has been all but dominated by, uh, by Starfinder exploration teams. Dozens of professionals at this moment rush around the studio, adjusting lighting, testing holographic displays, pulling uh, cloth from wardrobes, cleaning hundreds of tiered seats and more. In the middle, the, uh, the Librian media mogul Zoe sits uh, on the stage with the Starfinder Society's first seeker, Luazi Elespo, animatedly telling a story while Luazi marvels at the ongoing activity. Uh, Zoe is, a, uh, is one of the undead from the planet Eox, Normally, you would consider the undead to be horrifying. Zoe is anything but. Uh, I mean, he is fairly horrifying. He is, uh, he is essentially a game show host. <laughs> the worst uh, of all fates. But 
But um, in uh, in this in this enlightened uh, galaxy in which we live, the uh, the undead are, are, are certainly not uh, not mindless. They are uh, they are respected, and uh, their their cultural influence reaches across the packed worlds. Uh, for instance, their uh, their reality TV shows are second to none, although they can be quite bloodthirsty. Um, but never mind that, you'll pull through this. You're Starfinders, after all. Best of the best. Um, and while your first seeker um, looks around and eventually spots you, she waves for you to uh, walk down the aisles and join them. Assistants immediately rush out with additional chairs to accommodate for you. Yes, yes, you're everything I was hoping for, exclaims the undead showman while looking you over as his new arrivals. Oh, Luazi, you've truly outdone yourselves. They're so exciting, so energized, so... Alive, finishes a ghast woman uh, wearing blue-tailored clothes as she steps onto the stage. Zoe frowns at the blunt observation um, and tries to respond, but Luazi intervenes. Ah, Starfinders, uh, no doubt this is all happening a little fast, so let me explain. After the Scoured Stars incident, the Society struggled to support new expeditions. I reached out to numerous people and organizations for grant money, and our host was eager to help. Uh, he financed more, of the, uh, more than a dozen missions, including the uh, there was a big catch, however. Zoe, meanwhile, is just visibly bounces in his seat for the excitement as Loise continues. Uh, if we found anything especially exciting, uh, we'd need to cease exploration long enough for him to get a film out there to document whatever we found next. Well, Salvation's End may look like a moon, but our initial survey of it found that there's something built inside. The whole thing might be artificial. That qualifies as especially exciting, but that was also several months ago. At this point, the skeletal mogul waves his hands. Oh, but Luazi, I couldn't just send a single crew. No, no. The Starfinder Society's greatest triumph deserves far more production value. He hops up from the chair and gazes out at the moon as he paces and gesticulates wildly. Imagine heroes from the packed world, a mysterious planetoid, untold secret, limitless adventure, all broadcast before a live audience in our greatest production yet. He spins to look back at the group, his lipless mouth smiling gleefully. Live exploration extreme. The guest claps politely before interjecting. To translate, you're scheduled to explore part of Salvation's End, accompanied by a production camera crew and professional team. You will find exciting things and be thoroughly entertained. Any questions? No, actually, uh, that sounds all right, I think. <laughs> you had Zoe... me at extreme. <laughs> Zoe takes a moment to introduce uh, his associate producer, uh, Wazasha Kevir, um, and uh, she will be accompanying you during your jaunt to supervise the film crew and help pace the event. Uh, will the production crew be bringing any weapons along with them if uh, we get overran? Do we know what we're in for? Um, yeah, Luazi uh, shakes her head. Uh, we have no idea what might lie in uh, in Salvation's Inn. Uh, we hired a team to perform a surface survey. And it was they who discovered a hatch uh, that led much deeper into its interior. Uh, we also know that a tribe of goblins, calling themselves the Exhaust Drinkers, live on the surface. And we've clashed with them in the past. Um, 
Most recently, we undertook a concerted effort to clear the tribe out from, uh, from the landing facility on the moon's surface. Uh, the moon's gravity will feel about normal, but we've detected that the gravity is artificially maintained and even seems to reorient itself in some areas. Aside from that, that's all we really know. What do you mean by reorientate itself in areas? Um, it seems to have the uh, the capability of localizing itself. Um, some areas uh, possess much closer to uh, closer to packed world standards, while uh, while others um, seem to be uh, much much lighter. Okay, oh, it's it's are. not going to suddenly reverse itself. Honest then. It uh, it seems to be uh, seems to be regulated, perhaps by some uh, some large mechanical system. So um, I don't believe that uh, that there's any risk of it uh, of it doing so. It seems to have been um, functioning that way for um, for at least the last three hundred cycles. So is this set up to accommodate for species from different planets with different types of gravity? We've really no way to know. Either that or a cunning trap. To we be fair, to be fair, Rat Explosion, you do seem to believe that everything is a cunning trap. <laughs> eh, sometimes it is. I'm, I'm, remind, I'm reminded of that time that, uh, according to your report, you uh, you found a door and convinced yourself it was a cunning trap rather than simply the way into the office. Um. This may have happened. I can't remember the specific occasion. Possibly because it happens so often. There are so well, many doors we encounter. Yes. You remember that time I found a trap and I thought it was a door and then I opened it and we nearly died? Uh, according to my uh, to the reports you filed, that seems to happen at least once on each of your um, expeditions. Yes. Nevertheless, I'm confident that uh, you'll be able to handle this. Um, there shouldn't be too much of a, of a threat outside of the uh, the goblins, um, and I'm sure that even you can handle a few goblins. Uh, your faith in us uh, uh, warms my heart. Let's let's get going. Just to clarify, you're not actually asking us to kill goblins for entertainment purposes we're just here to explore and that will be fun right uh wazasha smiles and says um yes feel free to uh to murder as many native life forms as you uh, as you possibly can i'm sure the audience will love it uh, i think uh, it was the opposite motive? of what i asked but <laughs> um you uh as yeah zoe proudly answers um yes you you should have absolutely um no compulsion to uh to, to murder anything unless you think that it will boost the ratings i'm fairly sure that simply uh being ex brave heroic explorers performing death-defying stunts and uncovering ancient mysteries will be enough to uh, to keep the uh, the audience fascinated speaking of which do keep the audience uh, fascinated uh, we're going to be broadcasting the signal throughout uh, throughout the packed worlds, and we have transported 408 lucky audience members right here onto this ship uh, to watch you from orbit, where they can witness your events in real time. Uh, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I, I really, I really do think that it will be fine because we're used to this sort of thing. Really, I think. Uh, Wazasha, the uh, the the guest, uh, strides over to you and says, uh, "Very good. You will be accompanied by the uh, the entire uh, film ensemble. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be." Leading, uh, we will not be taking part in um, any of the action. Instead, we will be there simply to document your activities um, in an entertaining way. We will be taking uh, periodic breaks to make it easier for post-production to add advertisements 
and uh, that will also give me the chance to uh, provide further directions on site as well. Uh, are you going to be providing us any sort of product placement we should use? Um, she and Zoe kind of exchange a bit of a knowing, knowing smile. Loazi quickly interjects. Uh, this, the society's obligation involves the crew tagging along just for one big discovery. That's all. It's not an advertising venture. Uh, Zoe, however, looks at her with pleading eyes. Um, and Loazi kind of continues. Uh, but we could renegotiate if, if it's to the society's advantage. But you don't object to, say, us carrying advertising of any kind. That wouldn't be a problem, would it? I'm fairly sure um, that uh, that our chief executive will be taking the uh, the opportunity to speak to you about such things later. Okay. Um, if there's no further questions, uh, she taps her wrist-mounted hollow screen. Um, you're, uh, we'll be an hour away from starting, so um, please make your way to um, um, to uh, to your dressing rooms. I'm already dressed. Uh, no, no. Oh, oh my goodness, no! Tell me you're not wearing that. <laughs> oh, I even bothered to put my everyday clothes. Um, That's fine. I've got a plan. I've got a plan. The, the, the utility belt, the bullet harness, the other bullet harness, multiple <laughs> guns, a load of grenades. What else do I need? Um, as as she calls for uh, for makeup, a squad as they are, the options after all. Hurry, hurry over to you and start uh, ensuring that you look the very best. Luckily, I'm ginger, and therefore none of their sort of their normal makeup techniques will be a problem for me. Less green, but plenty of deathly pale. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, my grey flesh as well probably works wonders on there, and they can clean up some of the blemishes on the top of my conical head that'd be swell <laughs> self-conscious about those um I, I could go for a haircut uh, they're not going to give you a haircut <laughs> well that's good it takes about four hours <laughs> they, they do kind of spray you with some scented water to make you smell less rat like you can't smell through the, the TV can you <laughs> hey, they Oh, they, they could use their makeup to look like like look, make it look like I've got like scars and burns and stuff, so I'm more dramatic and exciting. Frankly, uh, I'm amazed you don't have those anyway. Uh, uh, maybe a few in less visible places. Uh, rat explosion <laughs> and Casimir. Hmm. The two of you um, were present during um, during your last meeting with Zoe at, um, at the first mandate. Hmm. You yes. got uh, you both had a chance to meet the mogul yourself in person. Um, Elith, however, was um, I believe on a on another mission at the time, and I have not yet met Zoe. This is your first time uh, time meeting them. Uh, therefore. Casimir and Ratsplosion. Hello. Uh, yes, hello. Um, are called into a, a nearby room with Zoe, um, where he explains that... Um, so, you were asking, um, I believe your, your associate was asking about uh, sponsorship. Now, I have been sent some brilliant new, uh, new gear um, that some of my uh, close friends... Uh, like yourselves, are welcome to test during um, during the uh, during the re the recording. Um, I'm generally not in favour of paid advertising time. However, these companies have supplied samples of their latest products, hoping that we'll show them off during the um, during the show. Um, 
on-screen sponsorships do rather undermine the the immersive over that I want to create. Um, so I'd rather not cover your your own like sales with other logos. Um, so if we keep this strictly between the three of us, um, try to show if you if you wish to take any of these, then by all means please do so. But um, do try if you can discreetly to show off anything that you take with you. Okay. I think that sounds okay. I mean, what have you got? Well, for yourself, um, in fact, both of these items, these are these are lovely items. If I... um, the, uh, we've got some, some weapons items from Nova Solutions, LLC. Do you know of them? They're a lovely family-owned half-orc company specialised in frontier-ready weaponry. It, can, it says it can stop even the toughest alien life form in its trap. That's very reassuring. Yeah. Um, so we have, um, I believe you quite like to be up close and personal, don't you, Cass? Uh, certainly that's, uh, that's my area, yes. Uh, getting hit for, on behalf of other people. He, uh, he hands you over a, a lovely-looking um, powered flame doshko, um, a plasma-built mm. weapon. Um, as you uh, as you activate it, jets of of raw hot plasma just burst from it like a, like a like a, like almost like an axe, but, um, mm. but vibrant and, and glowing. Um, if you take this, it will deal one d eight fire damage and uh, do wound on a critical if you so wish. So it is quite a potent um, potent weapon if you so wish. Um, Rat Explosion. Yeah. Yes, hello. Um, he offers for you a plasma rifle. Not just any plasma rifle, but a Red Star plasma rifle. Uh, this is an mm-hmm. electric and fire plasma rifle. It can burn in a... Uh, it's, it's got the line special property, so it can burn anything in a straight line in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it deals... Mm-hmm. And it deals 1d10 electric and fire damage if you so wish it. Ooh. It's definitely tempting. Now these uh, these are from uh, these are from their new scorched earth product line. Um, it's advertised with the motto "Why end a fight when you can end a planet?" Yours <laughs> if you want it. Definitely tempted. I will give it a go and show it off and see what it does. If you do take it, please do make sure to try and discreetly show it off as much to the camera as you can. Try and really get the uh, the, the best use out of it. Anyway, yes, yes, take it, take it, and go on, go on, go. Yeah, it seems like something I can do. Let's spray fire over everyone. Yes, there you go. That's the rat explosion we look for. Now, hurry along. We're um, we're starting in ten. What was the name of this company? Nova Solutions. As a plasma doshko. And so, with that, with everyone fully equipped, uh, we can begin. Uh, so, Wazasha Kevia, the uh, the gas. Um, she is the associate producer. Uh, Ghasts, as you know, are a more powerful variety of ghouls. Um, she has a, uh, a very, uh, very professional demeanor and tends to be, uh, you get the impression that she tends to be quite blunt, very, um, very on the nose. Um, Rat Explosion is already trying out his, his gun when she, <laughs> when she meets them. Um, Oops, I hope I didn't burn anyone there. Please, please put it down. You wait until you're actually on on stage, please. Getting those okay. practice shots out of the way before we get combat—that's wise. Uh, we will have uh, two teams accompanying you. The first is the production team: uh, two ghouls, two androids, and uh, one of our small robots. She motions to a small hexapodal robot. Um, 
which carries refreshments, portable seats, makeups, and a uh, and a small projector of some sort. Uh, the the robot chirps at you in a in a very friendly manner as um, as it sees you. Um, she continues. The next team is our camera team. Uh, consists of uh, ten ghouls uh, with uh, hollow cord cameras, boom microphones, reflective screens, and other equipment for properly recording your exploits in several multimedia broadcast formats. Uh, the camera crew will be staying out of your way. Um, please do not um, do not attempt to break immersion by speaking to them directly. So we just pretend that we're not being observed. We're just gonna just go. We back. do not get involved in any um, adventuring. The crew will uh, will stay back and allow you to take the lead. Um, oh, I was just thinking about the the audience. That's all. Oh, I will be. Uh, I'll be keeping track with the uh, with the audience. You needn't worry about that. If um, if we need to have anything boosted up or, or amplified, we will uh, we will let you know. Okay. Are there any questions before you launch? So where are we going? That worries me. <laughs> We're going down to that planet, that planet there, the one that looks like a, like a small moon. You mean that big dusty spaceship? Uh, yes, get into the spaceship. Um, it's, it's, it's not dusty, it's very, very nice, very clean. Get into the spaceship, please. All right, Are you, yeah, uh, ready to go. Are you it looks dusty. There's so much dust on it, it looks like it could almost be a planet. That's, that's the moon that you're looking at, that explosion. Explosion, stop looking at the planets and get into the shuttle. Okay, let's go. Uh, the camera team, uh, team and the production crew are waiting, and Wazisha allows them a brief opportunity to meet uh, with yourself while uh, Zoe's special effects team play an opening montage to build the audience's excitement. Yay, I will pose dramatically for them. Give us a quick, uh, quick, short soundbite for the uh, for the team as they get ready to watch live exploration extreme. Let's go and explore, and and then blow stuff up. You may want to cut that bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain that we will. Um, Don, oh sorry, not Don, Aleph. I <laughs> 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 get the character names wrong. Um, um, yes. So yeah, quick, uh, quick, quick soundbite from everyone. Uh, I'm here to hack, slash, and blast my way to extreme victory. And he's like looking. Uh, he doesn't know which camera to look at exactly, so his eyes are darting all around. Casimir, what's your? Uh, yes, I'm. Well, I'm looking forward to testing out this uh, Ember Flame Doshko from Nova Solutions. And uh, I'm sure that it will prove just as effective as all of their other energy products. <laughs> Shameless advertising. Well, I love it. Right. So, yeah, you, um, you land about 15 minutes later on the, sh- on the Starship dock um, on the uh, Salvation's End. Uh, the dock is in the process of being retrofitted um, to a, into a more permanent structure, and uh, some of these society's repair crews um, explain that the location might become a new lodge, depending on uh, on what you find. Uh, the repair crews uh, guide you to the, a large, heavy hatch deep in the facility. Um, those of you who have listened to uh, our adventure 1.0, Salvation, uh, Claim to Salvation, may well remember that hatch as being discovered at the end of that adventure. <laughs> uh, the hatch is lifted, beyond which lie dark tunnels that lead deep below the surface. And with that, we will transport you there. I quite like this Starfinder Lodge. It's not underwater. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yes. 
Oh, and the lack of crazy cultists. The lack of crazy cultists? Yes. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> so, a network of service tunnels crisscross the outermost subsurface layer, providing avenues for repair drones to service the, uh, the chambers inside. However, as you explore, Wazasha hurries along behind you, the crew eager to um to to see what uh, what you think um you find around you littered bits and pieces of broken robots and drones uh, of uh, an unknown and m- mysterious design um along the uh, the worn steel hallways almost every light fixture is broken or malfunctioning flickering on and off as you go and in a few places where it seems uh, signage once hung, someone seems to have purposefully defaced or removed the uh, the signs um, and torn out any old digital displays. Um, who would like to give me either a computer's or an engineering check? I can disassemble this thing and figure out what it is. Uh, I have ranks in both, so I can do something that uh, someone else doesn't have. Mm. I have ranks in neither, so I rely on you. Okay, uh, let's see what this computer roll does. Ooh, ten. Perfectly average. (laughs) You you tackle the computer bits, and I'll do the actual work. (laughs) Uh, So, 31 on engineering. Jesus, 31. I'm not even okay. going to bother rolling. Whoa. Um, Raxplosion, you can ascertain that the technological elements in these tunnels uh, seem to be roughly comparable to the Pact World's technology, but are of a design never before documented. Um, as you are flicking around at uh, pieces of old dead robots, um, Wazasha hurries over to you with uh, with a microphone and just kind of shoves it in your face and says, "Quick, explosion! What do you think it is?" Uh, clearly, this is a USB four socket. <laughs> it's an upgrade on the current socket that we have now, but it's older. Which really? Is it's almost like they invented it before us. Really? How unusual. Yes. Would it's anyone like technologically advanced but old? <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you're not wildly wrong there. Would anyone like to give me a physical science check to assess as much as you can about the moon's geology? I do not have rings in that. That's Neither okay. do I. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Rasmusia, do you have physical science at all? I have one point in it. Okay, you can... I am um... aware that it exists. So, um, she asks you, what do you think about the tunnels themselves? What do, what can you tell with that? Um, and you've passed your role, somehow. Just barely. That's, that's the, like, a million to one shot. Um, you can assess that the moon's geology uh, from the places where the tunnels are damaged and the surrounding rocky matrix is visible, that the rocks appear to be natural, but there are signs of warping and buckling, as though the moon has periodically experienced heavy forces such as strong gravitational forces or the large-scale movements of something large towards the moon's core. Translate that into rat explosion speak, please. Alright, so apparently this isn't like a giant moon-shaped spaceship. It's actually a moon that they've carved out the inside of to turn into a spaceship, right? Which actually makes sense. That's probably the easier way of doing it. But what you can see from the rocks is that the gravitational forces acting on them are quite considerable, which suggests that big things are nearby. Maybe. Or were in the past. That big things are nearby, maybe. Yes. Or possibly, maybe, actually, really small but incredibly heavy things. Uh, Casimir, she turns to you and says, your, uh, your colleague seems to know a lot about uh, the gravitational forces, 
but everything else he said sounds like complete nonsense. What do you think? Uh, I think that that is definitely the area of Ratsplosion's talents. Yes, uh, Ratsplosion is an expert on small things being extremely dense. And nonsense. Speaking of small things that look extremely dense, further down the top, um, and yeah, which of you wants to rush over first and see what she's pointing at? I think that's my department. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you hurry up. Well, you can give me a life science check to find that out. I'm grateful I don't have a rink in it. It's a one science I don't know. (laughs) There's also bits of tech in there as as well, if you want to give me an engineering check. In the excrement? Yeah, apparently. Okay, it's alright, that's fine. I'll I'll fish it out with with a a long pokey stick and then (laughs) hand it to Ratsplosion. It's not the worst place I found uh, recoverable technology. Really? um, What is the worst place you found recoverable technology? And can uh, we say it in front of a a family audience? Um. (laughs) You see, at least (laughs) this time it's outside of whoever produced it. Yeah, uh, Ratsplosion, who seems to be leading at this point. (laughs) Uh, you are able to, deter- to determine uh, that the trash consists largely of low-value technological scraps, which may have been attached to something more valuable at some point. Um, Ooh, I know a lot about low-value technological scraps. Yes. Uh, this is the lowest value. I can probably still sell it on to someone. I, I doubt you'll be able to after what they've done to it. Just just wash it first, please. Uh, uh, can any of you give me life science or survival? I can do survival. Mm-hmm. 25. Uh, did you just crit on that? I critted on survival. Do you, do you not wish that you had... Um, Saved your 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 crit for something a little bit more useful. I'm not no. sure that's how probability works. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I think mean, it's, it's it's a good sign. I mean, from that you know that um, that the the some of the excrement is quite fresh, like within the last hour. Uh, okay, that, that uh, is fresh. That's all you you learn with your crit. That's that's oh. it. I'm really sorry. No, it's fine. Oh, Just fast forward to when I'm out of uh, resolve points again and I have one HP. Uh, I'm going to uh, pull out my rifle. Uh, with that survival, was I able to uh, determine what kind of carbon-based creature would leave such uh, leaving? Sadly, no. Although you can tell uh, that um, there seems to be small footprints leading off further into the tunnels, away from the from this midden. Okay, um, so I will. I'm going to pull out my rifle um, with uh, my top two hands and uh, have that uh, at the ready and point the uh, camera crews to follow the tracks. I'm going to point them out, kind of like. Not full-on Steve Irwin, but like a few steps below it. You know, I want to build to legendary status. Uh, it was actually just kind of uh, highs over to uh, to your side and says, "What do you think it is?" Uh definitely something that feasts upon uh, veg- vegetative matter and. Uh, Definitely carbon-based. Um, I imagine they'll probably uh, find their home on the material plane, but I can't... Don't hold me to it. Does it is it dangerous? Oh, anything oh, that doesn't clean up after itself is definitely dangerous. This sounds this sounds wonderful, exciting. Hey, guys, get the get the lights on, and the the camera crew just start like turning on a whole bunch of lights. It it just starts to illuminate the whole whole swaths of the chamber. When they do that, 
what uh, Casimir does then is, you know, now we're up to a sort of a, a normal level of light in the room. He will activate something on his armor, and because obviously his armor is mostly white, um, you can see now that there is in the sort of the, the upper photo layer, it starts to produce text running along his arms and back and legs in, in, in scrolling words. Ooh. And it reads in big, heavy black letters, Free Caledon 2. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything about this. Uh, he just lets these, these words run all over his armor while he carries on doing everything else. Uh, yeah, um, was just kind of uh, starts speaking into uh, speaking to her, her, her comms and just says, yeah, can, "Can you check with so that we can actually like broadcast this?" Oh, it's it's okay. Be... It's not advertising. Um, I, I cleared that with the boss before. It's it's not advertising. It's uh, I, it's a political statement. Are you sure it might be a political statement? We we don't want to get in trouble with uh, with with any of our sponsors. Okay, well, um, I thought we didn't have any sponsors. That they weren't doing that. that. That's a very good point. Okay, so I'll keep running this until you've got an official word, and then, you know, we'll see what how it how it comes out later. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll run with that. Um, <laughs> uh, we we but as soon as we get word from above, we'll have to let we'll have to let you know. Um, And that's yeah. absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. And, and you know, when 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 they get back to you, I'll explain the situation. And maybe we yeah, can use yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We all the Isoki in prison. Probably. I I I don't think this is this is what we should be like. Looking, to, maybe you should just continue down and do her, do heroic adventurous things. Yes, let's go. Let's follow these footprints and see where they lead. Did you find footprints? Uh, yeah, they uh, appear to be going further that way. And he's going to, Adol's going to point the rifle. You mean down the tunnel that we're in? Let's go. Yes. The camera crew are very excited for you to just kind of go ahead and get killed before them. Uh, ever the people pleaser, Aelith will take a few steps ahead and go to about there, uh, further in, and he's got his rifle out and he's kind of doing a SWAT thing where anytime there's a corner or anything, he's going to like dramatically go around it and point it. And uh, with that, as you kind of uh, step further into the uh, into the tunnels, um, you hear a a sharp, uh, noisy chattering sound from uh, from ahead. Um, and as you uh, as you turn to glance around, you catch sight of several goblins. And a bright blue armadillo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. They have a... Uh, there, there is a... a <laughs> there, is a there are about three goblins in the uh, in the tunnel, and they do appear to have a small... Uh, well, well medium-sized alien creature, um, which you recognize. Sorry? It's an armadillo. I'll be at Dracula's castle. It does look like an armadillo. Okay, no one's going to get that Dracula's Castles reference. <laughs> I got it! If anyone gets the uh, Dracula's Castle reference, please leave us a message on, on our Twitter page. I'm, I'm laughing at the chiding more than the reference that I do not get. But uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I think you so... have to be a British role player of a certain age. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So the uh, the the strange creature is a uh, is a banded spicodrac, uh, which resembles a large six-legged armadillo with compound eyes, iridescent uh, tongue, um, with crunchy on the outside, smooth on the inside. Yeah, now <laughs> um, the goblins uh, seem to glance up and start cheering and jabbering 
Uh, Starfinders, Starfinders, why are there Starfinders here? Um, get get out of the way. Stars here. Get out of the way before the explosion. What are you exploding? Suddenly there is, there is just literally at the minute that they say explosion, um, a pack of explosives that they have secured to the ceiling of the central chamber detonates, bringing down an entire barrage of rocks. Uh, the camera crew behind you quickly fan out to get as far away as they can while zooming in to get as, as tight focus on you as they as they possibly can. Um, dust plumes into the uh, into the area um, and as the uh, as the rocks fall and tumble and and the uh, and the goblins who, who clearly just put up the these explosives didn't uh, didn't account for like getting clear of the blast or or, or anything um, it, it collapses on them three of them survive um, the rest of the entire swarm, of which there were about uh, eight or nine initially, are just buried under the uh, under the debris. Um, the uh, the slightly taller of the uh, of the three goblins points his finger at you and says, "Starfinders they interrupted the explosion, damaged the excavation. Your fault." I could make a new explosion if you want. Here, catch this grenade. <laughs> 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 and with that we go straight to initiative I feel I'm not actually throwing the grenade I'm just <laughs> missing uh, so yes let's have initiative as the um, as the goblins okay, I might <laughs> actually throw the grenade then Casimir has rolled a 3 on initiative Oh, so literally not appearing in this combat <clears throat> <laughs> I'll leave half a goblin for you to finish off at the end. Yeah, the Strikadrenth, which is the large armadillo-like monster, is on a 4. Uh, Ratsplosion is on an 18, so he may be going first. Uh, Aelith is on a 12, so right in the middle. And the goblins are on a 20. So it looks like the goblins are going first. Um, they scream and shriek and one of them gives the uh, the small armadillo like monster a hearty slap with the, with its uh, with with it with the broad side of its sword and the creature gives a pained um, uncomfortable yelp and starts looking around for something to to attack which i fear is going to be yourselves <laughs> um, That's a bit rude. The three remaining goblins lunge in your general direction. And it looks like, yeah, most of them are going to be able to... Uh, two of them rush headlong into the uh, into the fray, while another one is struggling to, to get um, to get all the way up to you. Uh, they are... They, they are angry, mean-spirited goblins, these ones. <laughs> I mean, of course they are. Um, Ratsplosion, one of them swings its uh, it, its rusty sword at you. And by sword, I basically mean a hunk of like charred um, rusty metal on a on a handle that it's that it's got. Um, and it tries to either um, either chop or bludgeon you. It, it's it's not a sharp enough sword to to do to, to so much as slice. It, it's more of a kind of sharp bludgeon. Um, and does a 12 hit? Uh, no, I don't think it does. And to Aleph, does a 14 hit? Uh, yes, a 14 does hit. Ooh, in that case, this goblin is quite satisfied at its, um, at its swing, which does a whole two points of damage. Okay. And with that, it is over to Ratsplosion. Okay. I don't like these things getting right in my face. At least they are actually in my face and not looming several feet above me. True. Which true. is what usually ends up happening. Mm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, where is it? 
I am going to use my brand new Nova Solutions Plasma Rifle. And I am going to move to a position in which I can flamethrower a bunch of goblins all at once with my brand new Nova Solutions Plasma Rifle. As you uh, as you step to one side to kind of line it up, that goblin is going to get a free attack on you, swinging with its uh, with its rusty blade. It can try. I also have. Does, does a seventeen hit? Oof, just barely, yeah. Uh, you take two points of damage as it thwacks you with its uh, with its rusty dog chopper. It's worth it. I get to shoot flame right through these guys. Mm-hmm. It's a 21 hit. Yes, it does. Uh, you, and that is in a line, so you incinerate two of the goblins. Yep. Um, it's not you, a lot of damage. So Ratsplosion Rat steps expertly aside, lines it up, and blasts with this Nova... Nova Solutions and plasma rifle, just mowing down two of the uh, two of the goblins. They are both on fire and just screaming and and just gnarling and gnashing their teeth and just going, ah, ah, get the little furry one. Oh, I like this gun. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> actually, is yeah. Um, there's not much left of those goblins after that. Um. Yeah, Aleph, your go. Okay. Um, I am also uh, uh, in a prime location to do a, a thing that I can do. And as a move action, I'm going to pull out my red flare axe. And using my cleave feet, I am going to attempt to uh, hit both of these in the same turn as well. Taking a cue from my uh, learned uh, companion. So attack number one. Mm-hmm. Does an 11 hit? Uh, it does not. Okay, then my cleave is useless. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I stand there menacing with my uh, axe. Uh, Rosashi kind of uh, hurries over with a microphone and uh, just mid-combat just runs up to you and says, Why, why didn't you hit them? Were, were, you, were you just not feeling them? Would I get <clears throat> flank with a rat explosions uh, location? I mean, technically you might, yeah. <laughs> yes, you would. So would a 13 have hit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. will take it. So six points of damage to the, uh, the northerly uh, goblin that's already slightly cooked. Splat. From the Nova Corporation... Yeah, there's so, that goblin just kind of lands on the ground okay. in multiple pieces and kind of squeals a little bit. Okay, then uh, using my cleave, I'm going to uh, attack the southerly more one, and this one will not have any sort of flanking bonus. Uh, 21 for minimum damage, uh, four. And with that, you carve down a second goblin as well. Nice. I like to stop spinning before you hit the next person. And and I I, I kind of pictured spiral. Yep, uh, yeah, it's a it's a two handed axe. So yeah, I definitely uh, the, the weight of it definitely carries me uh, just to move a little more than just a standard uh, slashing weapon. So, An yep. elegant spiral and a smooth spiral. Yeah, I'm I'm good at this, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, right, the small armadillo creature, the the Spikenbreath, uh, which has uh, been um, tamed, we'll say, by the uh, by the goblins, uh, hurries over and is going to um, is going to lash out. I think um, it's going to lash out at the one who. Um, is closest to which is Aleph. Okay. Does a 12 hit? Uh, a 12 misses. Okay. Um, the creature kind of hurries over to you and... There we go. It helps pop him in the right square, doesn't it? And tries to... Uh, the creature hurries over to you and tries to bite at you. Um, effectively, um, effectively just chomping down on the air. Um... 
Casimir, it is over to yourself. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move. Can I get through that gap there to get behind it? Yes. Okay, I will do that. And then I will raise the flame doshko. I shall make sure the logo can be seen in the camera. (laughs) Uh, And then I will attack. Twenty-one to hit. Nicely done. That does indeed hit. Four fire damage. Nicely done. You were uh, you raise the uh, your your plasma doshko and swing it right down onto the uh, onto the creature. It, it bites down in and it gives a kind of pained yelp. Um, you you get the impression it's 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 more terrified than anything else. Hmm. And, and now it is uh, now it is in pain and just fighting for its life. Uh, it is now the goblin's turn. The last remaining one rounds the corner, um, notices that his colleagues seem to be pretty much dead. Um, well, entirely dead. I mean, there's bits of them and the bits are still twitching, but they're they're dead. Um, and he is going to take a shot. He, he has um, he has a little junk pistol, which is uh, it, it's a so the the junk laser is pretty much a gun that he has put together. Um, all the goblins just kind of makeshift their own weapons, um, and he holds it up and just kind of mutters a goblin prayer, hoping that it won't explode in his face this time. Uh, I've um, been there before. Rat explosion does a fifteen hit. No, no. Yeah, the shot just goes completely wide, and it is Rat explosion's turn. I could shoot this guy with one of my many guns. I have so many guns now. Which one to uh, use? We need to talk about your like how much items you're carrying. By the way, I know. They're not particularly big guns. They're only slightly bigger than me. (laughs) Well, I've got one in my hand, so I'll just use that. Mm -hmm. Let's set this guy on fire as well. So you turn around and just, like, launch another blast with the the Nova tech. (laughs) I will try and turn the flamethrower blast off slightly before it burns my allies and then turn it back (laughs) on when I finish turning. That seems like the best proposal. There's a 21 hit. Yes. Does 12 12 damage leave anything behind at all? Surprisingly, (laughs) yes. There is is still some of the goblin just kind of twitching and, and letting out little squeals and yelps. In fact, he kind of uh, he, he holds up his, his slightly charred hands and just kind of says, ah, no, pain, fire bad, fire bad, no, forgive, forgive Goblin. Forgive Goblin. Goblin nice. Goblin, Goblin surrender. Okay, the exit's over there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, Casimir. No, sorry, no. Aleph, you're next. You have a very angry armadillo next to you. Oh, he spoke. That means he has to get paid as an actor rather than an extra. True. Yep, we need to get his credentials before we uh, take him down and uh, get a hold of his agents. Um, I'm going to uh, go for the armadillo with my uh, uh, axe again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just one attack. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Natural 20. Uh, Critical hit i don't have oh i do have a, a burn effect so two points of damage uh with uh one point of burn on their turn nice that's pretty good it's a critical hit and then basically minimum damage now, yeah you, you also have the uh the chance to try to to calm it and um <laughs> and perhaps like convince it that uh, that it doesn't want to uh, to attack okay yeah I'll do that yeah so uh, 
I'll crack it over the head and say, uh, look, I, I didn't want to do that, but <laughs> you you can't attack uh, Starfinders when we're trying to uh, explore. So, you know, I held back. Uh, I, I don't think you can understand, like, that in-depth a, a concept. I'll pat um, it on its head. <laughs> Just a couple quick pats on the top of its uh, shell. Uh, give me a give me a survival check. Oh, it's one of my better ones. Yay! Eleven. Um, yeah, it. Uh, you, you just clubbed it over the head. It's going to try to bite you. That's fair. It can bite my <laughs> hand. It is like it, it clearly respects what you're trying to do, but um, it's rolled a twelve to attack. Does that hit? It does not. Okay, it just tries to like bite at your hand as you as you get it. That's um, that's fair. I'm not even mad about that one. <laughs> um, Casimir, it's over to you. All right. Uh, I will attempt. To, well, I will step out of the way uh, so that the armadillo can run away if it wants to. Uh, and then I will attempt to calm it, mm-hmm. if I can. Uh, give me a survival roll and see if that calms it down. Roll. I'm not really good at survival. I'm much better at, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 13, I'm afraid. That's enough. Huh? Yeah. Nicely done. So, yeah, you convince the uh, the creature that you are no um, that you're no threat, that you're not looking to um, to harm it. Um, sure enough, it um, it kind of gives a kind of disgruntled ruffle sound and um, snorts twice and turns and moves back to um, what you presume to be its uh, whichever part of the uh, of the of the caverns it claims is its lair. So combat is over. You've done well. Uh, the film crew quickly hurry up uh, hurry up over to you um, and almost immediately shove uh, shove microphones uh, well, naturally, everyone um, in the, the Starfinder Society is an animal lover. So, once the uh, the goblin threat had been dealt with, we really didn't want to hurt the um, Spickadranth at all. It was just, you know, the the simplest simplest solution. Aleph, you chopped down two creatures in one go. Can you do it again? We we didn't get a really good shot. Uh, uh, just, just just kind of we we can edit it in in post but um, if you could just like may, maybe maybe this little goblin here and uh, the the goblin that surrendered just gives a quick squeal and goes no nah, uh, nah. mercy mercy we told you everything oh uh and the, he he's going to Aleph's going to look into the camera the foe has uh cried for mercy and the starfinders uh always grant clemency to those that give up so I can't uh, just murder him in cold blood as much as uh, uh oh that sounded bad uh, as, as much as I want to. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's gonna I'm, put I'm his axe down. <laughs> he's gonna put his axe down and go over and uh, try and pat the goblin on the top of the head. Now uh, the goblin kind of uh, squeals in in fear. <laughs> Um, he explains that uh, the goblins of uh, of the exhaust drinker tribe um, have only just recently broken into this uh, this area. Um, everything on the other side uh, of the tunnel that they've just excavated is untouched and unscavenged. Um, without having explored anything beyond the hole, uh, that he doesn't know anything more about what uh, what what lies beyond. Um, Wazasha kind of looks at the goblin and says, "Yeah, but but Aleph, that was a that was a really cool shot. The audience will love it. Um, if may, maybe maybe we can ah oh yes yes." Um, and she uh, she 
quickly um, just taps on her uh, wrist-mounted computer and says, okay, we, we, we'll put it to a, to a poll. Um, all of our audience uh, just uh, just ring in, call, call the number and let us know what you want uh, them to do with, uh, with their captive. Um, and within seconds, the votes are just rolling in. Okay. I shudder to ask, what are the results of the poll? So the uh, the options that uh, that she's posted are for you to uh, to chop up the goblin, let it go, or bring it along. Okay. Two out of three is not bad. And what does the party think? I don't mind taking him along with us. I mean, yeah. it might be useful. Yeah, these people have explored this area already, so it'd be good to work with them and uh, use their uh, expertise to help us uh, achieve extreme victory. (laughs) Uh, The goblin just uh, cheers and says, yes, yes, very, very helpful, very useful, no fire. Yes, no fire. There's three different options in Nepal, so what happens if none of the three get above 50%. Do you have a runoff voting for the two highest ones? Do, uh, do you have a second voting system? Uh, just kind of looks down and says, uh, yeah, we, we just go with whatever is the most dramatic solution in that case. Um, the, uh, the, the polls are coming through. And it looks like the audience... You've been listening to Star Rollers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and tune in again for the next exciting episode.